Good morning, listeners, and welcome to episode six of the Blockbusters podcast. I'm Brian, and I'm Paul, and uh, today is November fourteenth, two thousand twelve. And if you can't tell already, today we will be discussing the film Good Morning Vietnam. Alright, well, going briefly into some of the details here. This was released in 1987 on December the 23rd, which I was actually surprised by this. I am older than this film by five months and eight days. <laughs> oh, your baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Set in Saigon in 1965, and it's a story of Adrian Kronhauer, Airman's second class, played by Robin Williams, back when he was doing big comedy and serious mm-hmm. roles there. And he is a radio DJ brought into Saigon to try and boost the spirits of yeah. the soldiers mm-hmm. there. Rubs the two immediate superiors the wrong way, but oh, the yeah. but the one above that the, yeah, loves him. Taylor, so, I believe, yeah, General Taylor, yes, Brigadier General Taylor. Yes, got all these funny as hell, out. or so I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yes, that man is funny. <laughs> so he gets on well with that guy, which does help him out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And the story is basically the first half of the film focuses more on him at the radio station and then you start to see more of him outside the radio station trying to get close to this one girl. Yes. Ends up becoming friends with her brother. Yes. Um, who you find out later plays a fairly major role in a couple of uh, Oh yeah, there's a twist or two. <laughs> you get to see the rough running of the radio station as well and how... I think you did see a couple of times how almost the staff of the radio station aren't quite treated the same way as the normal soldiers. They're not in the conflict, really. And, and especially the uh, men leading those men, i.e. I. Yeah. Uh, Dickerson, who, yes. you know, but Taylor doesn't really care, you know. Yeah. Just, T- Dickerson is a man who takes whatever job he has seriously. Yeah, he, he's and... clearly in, <laughs> like, in the army and everything is to the letter. Yeah, absolutely serious. <laughs> I recognize humor. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize that, that was humor. <laughs> yeah. J.T. Walsh, fantastic. Oh, Love yes. him and everything. But yeah, the first half really, you know, centers on more of the conflicts within the radio station. Yeah. There, you know, a montage here or there of, you know, and may I say, some of the best music in a movie, a fantastic soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Just, really, I mean, if, if you're a fan of 60s rock and roll, and I am, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. But, yeah, that's the first half, really, is him in the radio station, him pursuing this girl, the friendship with the brother. And, and then the second half is when things start. catalyst <laughs> about an hour in an yeah. event. I guess we can go ahead and say, right? Yeah. The, uh, the, the, Jimmy Waz. Yeah, Jimmy Waz, yeah. the main sort of bar of the radio station. Where all the GIs hang the GIs out. There, yeah. Is bombed by VC terrorists. Mm-hmm. Who will not be named at this point. <laughs> no, not, not this point, no. <laughs> and... He goes back to the radio station, and all of the news is censored. So pretty much anything to do with by the, the double war, mint twins, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and anything to do with war is edited out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're left with, I think, at one point, uh, you find out that someone has been sworn in as the new prime minister of Burkestan or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just pretty much yeah. improvis- improvisation by Williams and uh, yeah. or very 
lame celebrity stories or, you know, yeah. things of that nature. So basically, he's trying to read out on air, or at least he tries to get to the booth with the news that the place has been bombed. He's told that it's mm. unofficial news, mm. despite the fact he said, like, you know, I was I, there. I was there. <laughs> where did you, like, you say mm. this came from? Mm. And he is told, you're not reading this out on air. And then he tries to get to get it out on air, plead his case, and they say, like, no. So he goes in, starts trying to not say it, and then does one of my favorite little bits of someone who just has to get it out there, where he says, like, in news today, nothing officially happened. <laughs> One thing that unofficially happened was a bomb unofficially exploded. <laughs> <laughs> unofficially yeah. killing three people. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, unofficially wounding three and unofficially killing two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then this leads to his suspension, mainly because they had to suspend him. The two higher-ups that are just hiding him want him gone. But the head guy is basically saying, like, you know, suspend him and... Yeah, do we know anyone that can do it? And then, of course, <laughs> Second Lieutenant Stephen Hawke... Bruno Kirby, to the yeah, rescue. ...steps in, saying, I can do it. Of course, you know, we in all know... In my heart, I know I'm yeah, funny. <laughs> we all know at this point that he can't do it. No. And yet, he still goes ahead mm-hmm. to do it. Not as funny as a uh, third-grade party clown, you know, that's yeah. hired. Leading to... Uh, it's funny because it's not, mm-hmm. you know, first link that he does, where he's just... Uh, yeah, good morning and greetings. <laughs> yeah. First, like, shortly the news, but Lieutenant Steve, <laughs> Lieutenant Steve. Uh, Frenchie, yeah. Frenchie. Yeah. Oh, Frenchie. Yeah, I love all the radio staff. You're yeah. not funny. Yeah. Please, please, yeah. trust me. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not funny. I, um, I think yeah. a great line as well. Just like, yeah, you're not funny, sir. Why were you laughing when you typed it? I was thinking of something else. So. <laughs> and of course, just after the link, he sits back, folds his arms, said, I think some apologies are in order. <laughs> Followed by the sort of the head staff guys just going, you're not going to continue this broadcast, are you, sir? <laughs> yeah. Just a uh, fantastic writing yeah. there. But yeah, so Cronauer takes this suspension and really starts to doubt what he's doing there. And even when he's brought back because of all the hate mail and the head guy finally says, like, you know, the GIs want him back. I want him back. Reinstate the man. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's just tons of letters pouring in for his reinstatement. And And Forrest Whitaker as Private First Class Edward Garlick. I would like to talk about this. This I think where you're going is my favorite scene in the entire film. Would that be when they are in the Jeep? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And uh, they come across a convoy that is... Stopped. Yeah, because initially, uh, Robin Williams as Gronhauer is telling him, "I'm done. It's over." Yeah, and he's saying he doesn't want to be able to do. It's you know, it's pretty much the argument: art over rules and guidelines. You know, yeah, my art is you know can't be limited to this, and I can't read just nonsensical news. I I I need to tell people the truth. I need to be myself, and you know, so it's not worth doing it. Yeah. And so, and so garlic, garlic takes it upon himself. Although, They're in their jeep, and and they, they happen. It is. I mean, it's a little bit of chance that they happen mm-hmm. to be behind jeep loads of GIs about to head out. I can't remember exactly where they're going, but no, but they're going into the, yeah, one of the worst in, areas. Into the fray. Yeah, and garlic takes this chance to stand up and tell them that he has Cronauer. Yeah, with him. The, the, much to Cronauer's dismay, yeah. you know, lowly and speaking, please don't do this. You're not doing this. You yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Oh God, you're killing me. And so puts Cronauer on the spot. Yeah. And so he's pretty much forced to perform and yeah. to entertain. And 
immediately, you know, hesitant briefly, and then immediately goes into his persona. Yeah, yeah. And entertaining see, them. Yeah, seeing um, these guys and, like, what they're going yeah, through. And, and, you know, he just, you know, asks asks them simple things. What What is your name? Where yeah. are you from? You know, where, where, where are you from? What's your, you know, and then just making a little riff, a little joke yeah, about it. It's just, with the, oh, oh, just, just for the, you know, <laughs> yeah, just for these few moments, and it's just such a, a beautiful scene for me. Well, it's really because humanizing. it really touches... Him, you you see his. He realizes his importance yeah. to them. He needs to do this for the men, not for the men in charge. Yeah, because they need some sort of <laughs> distraction from this shit, really, yeah. that they're going through. You know, he he is that distraction for them, and uh, you know his performances, the music he plays, that's all part of it. And uh, just one of my favorite lines in the film as they're told it's time for them to go. He says, take care of yourself. I won't forget you. Yeah. And, I mean, it's really straight on from the heart. Right. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's like the most touching part in the film for me. Yeah, well, I'm brilliantly done by Robin Williams. Proof mm-hmm. that he's good at the comedy and he can do the real... The, yeah, we can yeah. Drama, <laughs> touch on that. Uh, yeah, perhaps as of this later. point in his career. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, we did not mention his teaching uh, no, aspect yes. in this. There was a little uh, precursor yes, to it, Dead Poets. Yes, uh, he was uh, teaching English yes. to... Uh, Bribed uh, his way yeah. into teaching English so <laughs> I, he could meet the girl. Yes, I'm going to assume that it's sort of just additional English or something <laughs> because these people seem to understand him for the most part. Yeah, and, and, he, and it's also teaching. a film. Yeah. <laughs> it's one right. of those things that this is an English class and they're learning, I want to go and buy some cheese and some bread. Yeah. And instead like, he teaches them dirty phrases. Yeah, and, uh, the stuff that words. you would actually use, yes, as it were. the everyday colloquialisms. Yeah. And, and despite them apparently needing to learn the phrase, I need to buy some cheese and some mm. butter, they are able to follow him when he's just talking. There's <laughs> 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 even... Oh. Terrific! I don't know the man's name, but the old Vietnamese gentleman uh, yes. is absolutely hysterical. Oh, yeah, brilliant just, all the way through as well. Just yeah. his constant talking about softball. Oh, and at the end with the yeah. baseball, and he's handing him the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we don't have the money for a baseball. Yeah. Okay, get another one. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't <laughs> okay. okay, let's use this as a substitute. Okay, okay, you get. Yeah. Okay, you get. You're the pitcher. You yeah. have to go now. <laughs> And a, well, another one from that scene, if I was just like, so run over, she's actually running home. <laughs> but of course, oh, yeah. she's back at the end of it. Well, Fantastic. So he's reinstated, he goes back to the radio station, does another radio show, and then he is sent off by his superior, Sergeant Major Philip Dickinson, yes. to interview some GIs in the field. And he is sent off specifically because this guy has checked and found out that the route he will be taking is not safe. Very dangerous. Yes. Fallen so into VC hands as of two days ago. and Pretty questionable actions for someone that yeah. is, by the letter, a military man. Yeah, because he... Trying to pretty much get another military man killed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you see the scene where he, he's on the phone, he's like, you know, talk to the GI guy? Yeah, okay, hang on one second. Puts it down, picks up the other phone mm. to find out that this thing, like, he specifically asks, mm. is it safe? No, sir, it is not safe. Are you sure? It is not safe. Yeah. Okay, hangs up. Yeah, yes, I think it's uh, fine. We'll do the <laughs> Yeah, you'll go here. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, I guess he doesn't even think that there's another guy going with him, obviously. Garlic heads yeah. up with him, ends up having their jeep blown off the road, basically. Yeah. And then, at this point... They're hiding from the VCs that are that you see them coming in, 
you see the the brother of the girl that Scrooge has asked his good friend is trying to find him because he doesn't turn up at the class. He goes to the, to the radio station where one of the guys from the radio is also there saying that Scrooge wasn't there in the morning. They find out where he's gone, and then you see the brother book it. He gets the car, like books. He goes off. He goes and rescues them. At this point, you are starting to like. You might be starting to piece together. Okay, he's the one that saw Gronhauer and pulled him out of the bar before it blew up. Seconds before yeah. it exploded. Yeah. yeah. Say, saying because at the first time I watched this, I didn't even question it. Mm. Like because it was like, yeah, you know, why are you here? You know, my sister wants to meet you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't be here. You and so of course they're going. It blows up, and then I didn't notice until I watched it this time. After it blows up, you don't see him again. You see Gronhauer, yeah, standing around helping, but the brother nowhere to be seen. He gets into this VC-controlled area and gets them out. You don't see them. Yeah. You see after it, he turns up. No, yeah, no opposition to yeah. him as they make their way yeah. back. So they they get picked up, brought in. At which point, Gronhauer is told, you're leaving because the guy that you came in with is, in fact, a VC terrorist quite high up. We've been looking for him. Yes. And, yeah, was, we, we've shot his generals. I forget his, uh, his alias. Who was it? Long Ducto or some, something yeah. Ducto. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, probably research, but you know, you'd hear it and you sound like, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're going for a traditional name there. And, not Tuan, who I yes. think was yeah, yeah it's not Tuan, the name he had given. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, might have been one of his names. Yeah, yeah. You, but, you may question if the first time did the sister know about this? Yeah, you know, and yeah. Although I, I would say that she's aware of some of the stuff he's done because yeah. he then goes to the class to tell the girl. Like, even though throughout this scene, throughout the film, it's actually a, a bit of a sad tale that he's trying to get close to her and they kind of do, but they know they can't be together. Yeah, like he says, <laughs> "Hey, I know this is never going to happen." Essentially, you know. Yeah. But doesn't mean we can't be you can't friends. Be friend, we can't, and, well, actually, yeah, you can be friends with good, yeah. <laughs> my brother. But not me. Yes. Yeah. So, another sort of touching moment. Oh, yeah. well done. Because she admits, yeah, she likes him, and he's yeah. crazy about her. And but like, nothing's no, gonna happen. No, it's not gonna work. Sorry, not in <laughs> those times. Not in Saigon. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he finds her at the class and starts to say, like, you know, where is your brother? And she does uh, sort of like, oh, I don't know. And he snaps. He finds just like bullshit. Listen, the army knows he's the general. If they find him, they will shoot him. If you want your brother, if you want to still have a brother, take me to him now. Mm. So they go. He calls him by the name that he should know him by. Yeah. He takes off, and then they have the final scene where Cronauer is trying to say, like, you know, you were my friend. I trusted you. Yelling into the courtyard or whatever, you know, because he's lost him in in the foot pursuit. And And he starts yelling back, just like, they told yeah. me you were the enemy, and then he yells back, so, I'm not the enemy, yeah. you're the enemy. Goes through everyone in his life that's been killed yeah. by Americans, well, by the soldiers. His parents, his brother, his yeah. neighbors. His friends, his everyone. Yeah. And they're all, all killed because the soldiers don't see them as people. Yeah. And so, and the thing is, they both have a very valid point of view. I and mean, Gronhauer is coming from the people he's with wouldn't do that. Like mm-hmm. the whole the point of the army being there is they're supposed to be helping them. Obviously, that's not the reality, no. as you see from <laughs> from the other point of view. Yeah. And uh, I said to Brian, uh, leading to my favorite quote from the film, where he realizes uh, he's gone, and so Cronauer just says, "Great, five months in Saigon. My best friend turns out to be the VC." This will not look good on a resume! Yes, always yes. in the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah, always on. Always on. Yeah. I like to think that that was a, an ad lib. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, very possible. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you know, 
could have been in there because mm-hmm. it's not quite on the par yeah. of mm-hmm. some of the ad libs from Ron Williams, but it does seem like they ended the completely serious scene with a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. There was a little button, a little comedy button there at the end. Yeah, it's uh, they you know needed those moments because it's such a different film yeah. from the second half. I mean, not <laughs> one eighty, but oh, yeah, there are still some ever said er, you know ever after the restaurant or bar explodes, it's you know. Okay, yeah. this is this war is touching closer to Kronhauer yeah. than he ever imagined. Well, I I wanted to say um, actually one of my while we're on that subject, one of my favorite things about this film is that it's almost following Kronhauer. You see how his priorities start to change because mm-hmm. in the first hour you see mostly the radio station and then some of the outside things where he's with the girl, and then as it goes on, you see less and less of him in the radio station and more and more of him outside as he's starting to realise it's this class that I'm after, it's the girl that I like, it's the guy that I'm friends with, this is my life now, and I'm doing the radio show, Mm -hmm. rather than originally he's brought in to do the radio show and he's just outside having a laugh. Mm And so, and obviously with the bombing, that that is a nice way of being like, okay, yeah. now it's serious. Mm-hmm. Now it's the outside. Yeah, and it's a wonderful give and take with Robin Williams and the Vietnamese he interacts with because he learns so much and has taught yeah. so much, and in return he gives them so much. Yeah, it's just a kind of a mutual respect and admiration for each other well, with what? his class, and you know, one thing obviously at the end when he's saying goodbye to the girl. And she's saying to him in the slightly broken English, like, saying goodbye so it can work out. And he responds in non-subtitled Korean, in what seems to be perfect Mm. Korean. So he's been learning from these people throughout the film. And I thought that was a nice way of showing. Obviously, he's taken from the people and he's learned some of the language. Mm. So he was invested in these people. Which, yeah, I'm sure the actual Adrian Cronhauer was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he wrote the first screenplay that this film was yeah. from. He actually pitched it as a sitcom in 1979 and was turned down because he was told that war was not comedy material. May I just point out that MASH aired from 1972 to 1983. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the U.S. Uh, pulled out of Vietnam in 73. Yeah, yeah. so this is... Well, the combat forces pulled out in right. 73. So this is, you know, it is a while after it happened, and MASH is on, like, mm-hmm. you know, war can be a comedy material, and he was just flat out, said they said no. Yeah. At which point he then changed it into a film script, Robin Williams liked it, picked it up, and several years later it ends up being mm-hmm. this film. Which, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and did we mention Barry Levinson picture? I don't know if we uh, had, but I, yeah. Yes, I did not mention that one. Yeah, so. he's, uh, <laughs> you may have seen a film or two of his uh, listeners, he's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It always seems to uh, knock it out of the park. <laughs> well, the the only other detail, since we're going through that, uh, the budget for this film was $13 million. Mm-hmm. And the box office, this is the box office for this film, $123,922,370 US. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did so, not contribute one of those dollars. Yeah. I was so, a too young, and you weren't born. Yeah, no, I was. Oh, you were, yeah, yes, was. I'm sorry. But I certainly doubt my parents would have taken me to the cinema to see this. Yes, please don't take your babies to the cinema. <laughs> Even though it was released just before Christmas. A wonderful Christmas film, this one. Oh, yeah. So, yes. And... Now, I uh, briefly would like to go into uh, just Robin Williams sure. a little bit, if uh, we have a little time yet. Yeah, um, sure. Oh, I'm sure. Just our thoughts, our, our thoughts, uh, each of our thoughts on his career. I'll go ahead and say I much prefer the dramatic roles over right. the comedic roles. yeah. Especially, 
Yeah, like this movie was 87. I probably first saw it in maybe 90, early 90s. Right. 93, 94, maybe uh, 10 or 11. VHS, and I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. My parents had it taped or something, you know, but watched it and didn't understand a lot of it. Where I learned the phrase, light in the loafers, first time I ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I recall asking my dad, and he just... Bite off the time until he for, I forget I asked that or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was 87, and I wasn't jaded by the whole Robin Williams shtick. At that point, right. the whole oh, switch into a hundred voices in five seconds, and the you know, Aladdin. run around, <laughs> and yeah, it, if you've seen his Broadway performance, which I own, it's yeah. wonderful, but I, it, I'll never watch it again. Just it's played out for me, right? But uh, is that the the one from live the on early eighties? Uh, no, it, this was early two thousands. I want to believe it was maybe oh. a year or two after September eleventh. I want to say. Okay, I I need to, to I see. I think if someone correct me on that year, but yeah. it was around that time. It was yeah. Right, because I, I myself have only seen two of his live mm. shows. His most recent one, Weapons of Mass Distraction. I'm fairly mm. certain that's right, and I think his earliest one where i think it was in new york and like i saw it my parents had videoed it and so like it's sort of it's fairly grainy yeah <laughs> and it's uh, like i saw this when i was 11 like, yeah. yeah not suitable for an 11 year old to be watching <laughs> it but i found him funny and then yeah. as i got older i realized more of it was funnier than yeah. i thought but whatever <laughs> but yeah anyway uh, my point was that i'm a little over his comedy stylings at this point right my taste of i don't want to say advanced they've just changed switched course you know and so i much prefer his dramatic roles uh, i.e goodwill hunting the fisher king dead poet society awakenings each one of those a fantastic performance by robin williams and one hour photo uh, even though you're not i'm not a fan and you're yeah you're (laughs) not familiar with that whole list but uh you know i'm just not into the jumanji the jack so much even though Jack is a depressing-ass film. It really is. <laughs> it's a surprisingly but is, depressing But he is film. still Mr. Robin Williams in that. Yeah. You know, he's you know uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm over those. But Good no- Morning Vietnam really provided me with a lot of that, at least. Right. You know. And he has some of the best one-liners in comedy history. I mean, up yeah. there with Stripes and Ghostbusters and... Caddyshack, and pretty much anything with Bill Murray, <laughs> if you can't pick up on that. Yeah, it's very and, much so. <laughs> But, I don't know, you have any uh, extras? Um, I don't well, know, Well, I would just say, basing it on uh, my particular view of the Robin Williams' uh, career, I think for comedy roles, I very much would rather go and watch Morgan Mindy again. Because nano, nano. yeah, yes, that that show I have not watched since the first time I saw it when mm. I was sort of fourteen, fifteen, and it was just showing on a random. Yeah, yeah it was one of my parents' favorites, so I was uh, forced to watch it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that that is Ron Williams being incredibly zany, goofball comedy. Obviously, in Jumanji and Jack, he is comedy mixed with some seriousness. Yeah. He's always but RV, for the uh, come on! I can never forgive him for RV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no that I, was paycheck. <laughs> yes, it, it, I think a lot of the recent ones are paycheck. Uh, although World's Greatest Dad, I know you have I, not. Seen I, it. I am. I still would like to. Yeah. I'm not against it. But yeah, I, yeah. I will not boil anything in it. But the way that he deals with his son's death 
Yeah, and I know what it's goes, roughly about. Yeah, yeah. The, his son dies, and then he is suddenly, his writing suddenly becomes popular after his son has died, and it's sort of how he deals with that fact, how the people around him are dealing with it, and it's a fantastically morbid comedy. It's not him being zany silly, yeah. but it is just funny. <laughs> not doing his Charlie boy? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> We ask them if they're the enemy, and if they say yes, <laughs> we they shoot them. them. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to find a Vietnamese man yeah, named Charlie. Charlie. They're all named Deng Wang or Wang. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I also briefly wanted to mention that, far as my recollection, Good Morning Vietnam is the first comedy centered around Vietnam. I can't really recall... At least I want to say major theatrical release. Proper film. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say briefly. That's right. I mean, there was the Deer Hunter in '78. Oh, that, not, that's not a laugh gig- a minute. Not. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Just yeah, giggle fest. Uh, <laughs> from from the 50 minute wedding scene <laughs> oh, yeah. to the to the hysterical Russian roulette. Oh yes. Uh, but yeah, not too many giggles in the Deer Hunter. Uh, yeah. Apocalypse now. Not too many laughs a year later. Not not a huge um, no. Yeah, you have Platoon, one of the most from what I hear, obviously I wasn't there, realistic depictions of the war. Right. Uh, that was in 86. You have Hamburger Hill, not funny. <laughs> 87. <laughs> they take a hill with tremendous effort. Have you ever seen the film? Uh, I have not, but I've And then, I have heard and then much only about... to discover it was pointless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Full Metal Jacket really kind of came back with that okay you think this is a comedy oh here's what it really is yeah uh, you're laughing your ass off cannot stop with Arlie Ermey's performance and then just completely goes into the war and you're just stone faced <laughs> after that and everything just washes over you and I, I would imagine that that is it probably was every soldier's experience in it as well mm-hmm. like you're laughing with your buddies well, that, until yeah, you hit that was in Deer Hunter they wanted to go you know be G.I. Joe you yeah. know just you know be hero you know be heroes and obviously and then that's not just went through hell and <laughs> suffered unimaginable yeah well wars. the line <laughs> is hell yeah and it, no one yeah. ever knows it until you're there yeah and then another one of my favorite Tom Cruise performances born on the 4th of July in 89 about the vet who returns home and becomes an anti-war activist right paralyzed from the waist down yeah two of those directed by oliver stone obviously he served in vietnam you know very personal stories but uh not many laughs to be had in that war so so i I guess my point was it was a bit of a gamble to have a comedy a little bit you know but it was well pulled off it wasn't and like i said the setting is different it's a radio station not not on the front lines you know we're not Cutting jokes yeah. on well, the front that's lines. That's the thing. I mean, well, like, uh, Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Like, you see a bit of war in there. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing's a comedy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bit of war in there, and when they're in that situation, there is no comedy. The second you're outside of that, yeah. <laughs> you get all the comedy again. So it's, it is very much a lot of filmmakers are like, if you're showing the war, no comedy. If you're on the fringe, you can have that there. <laughs> yeah. The further away you are, yeah. the funnier either, it yeah. is. You either have to go straight up comedy, like Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Or or you can't play with it at all if you're going to deal with that subject and yeah. that intimately. You have, you have to go in knowing it is comedy, period. Yeah. Like, if it's a comedy drama, 
Like, normally those two will not go well together in a war setting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, Can you imagine saving Private Ryan? I would like comedy? to bring up Lieutenant Dan managed to bring home a Vietnamese girl. Yes, he did. How how was she good en- <laughs> or he good enough for her? But Robin Williams was not good enough. Well, I, I just I, I, I just say. think she was t- turned off by all the body hair. That's um, my theory. Possibly either, <laughs> either that or it's the issue of if a character has too much backstory, they're a bit too deep. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I just wanted to point out that Lieutenant Dan got his, you know, Vietnamese girl. But. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, uh, just going back to the Robin Williams thing, Mike. I was going to ask you a question. What was the first Robin Williams film you saw that you recall? That I recall, probably. I want to say Dead Poet Society. I Dead probably Poets think Society. was probably the first one on TV. That that yeah. would have been that was my introduction, really. That would have been a good one. I didn't see that until about five years Mine. ago, um, mainly because my wife told me it was one of her favorite films growing up, and so I said, "Okay, we got it. We watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Fantastic mm-hmm. film. I can't remember the name of the main student in it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, obviously now he's famous as Wilson in uh, House MD. <laughs> Uh, fantastically acted by him and Ron Williams again so doing justice well, doing a mostly serious role obviously it's a bit yes. funny but uh, <laughs> and my the first film I ever saw with Ron, uh, Robin Williams in was technically Aladdin but I don't count that because mm-hmm. uh, kid film it's his voice yeah voiceover the, the one that I actually first saw him in was Jumanji because I was the age when that came out that my parents would take me to the cinema to go and see it so that was the first film I saw with him in it. Now, have you ever seen his first main role feature film, Popeye? I have not. <laughs> you have not that seen one. that? Okay. I saw that about six years after I saw Jumanji. And it's amazing to think that the guy that made Popeye made Good Morning Vietnam, made Dead Boat Society. And it's, it's nothing really against Robin Williams. It's just that film... I wouldn't want to pick that film as my first film, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, he's Popeye. And I, he yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Out, you know, yeah. I've seen scenes and clips yeah. and different award shows and you know, things it, like it that. It is just him mugging for the yeah. entire film because that's what the role requires. 1980 on Popeye. Yeah, wow. 1980. And wow. I love thinking about, like, the first film I saw an actor in was this, and this was his first film and like taking mm-hmm. that and then going back to it and it's like how did you make that leap like your first proper film yeah when unless you're quite lucky you're not going to be you know the best actor in the world in your first film and then you're like wow now you're making good morning vietnam and killing it like, yeah. you know, fantastic yeah. dead poet society doing fantastically in that and Jumanji, I don't think he did bad in it, but he's Robin Williams in yeah. it, you know. So at that point, it he'd sort of got his got yeah. his groove. <laughs> and I would like to uh, change my answer. I believe I I'm going to correct myself. Just the first out. film I saw, gotta believe it was Hook. I'm pretty sure it was Hook. Possibly Good Morning Vietnam or Dead Poets Society, all very close together. Right, right, right when I was around the age of ten or so, because Good Morning Vietnam might have been, you know, released on tape or, you know, or been aired on TV or something, edited, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hook was 91, so I was 9 at that point. And that one might have been a yeah. cinema. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure I went to see that at the theater. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I believe it was Hook, which 
I enjoy given that. my previous comments, you know, very sticky, but he's Peter Pan. Come on. Yeah. You got, I give him a pass for playing <laughs> yeah. Peter Pan. <laughs> you know. It, well, it's one of those things of Jack again taking about the role of Jack, the role of Peter Pan. There's not too many people, even now, there's not mm. too many actors who could fit that thing of a child in an mm. adult's body. Yeah. And Robin Williams, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He does fit that. Yeah. So. And I have seen, I watch bits and pieces when I see it on TV, Hook, that is. Yeah. And it doesn't hold up 100%, but there's no. so much nostalgia yeah. involved with it from my childhood. You know, Bangarang and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And Rufio, yeah. Rufio. <laughs> I almost bought a t-shirt with that on it, actually, once. Yeah. So, yeah, not saying, you know, it holds up to this day or to my tastes now, but, you know, yeah. fond memories and all that. Oh, yeah. But, uh. And you know, it's surprising the people that are actually in Hook when we're still on mm-hmm. that. You've got Dustin Hoffman oh, yeah. as Hook and technically the pilot of the airplane. He's a Hoffman and almost going yes. down. You've Julia got Roberts. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Tink. Yeah, you got Bob Hoskins yeah. as Smee. Fantastic Bob Smee ha- yeah. in that film. Yeah. Possibly my favorite who, Smee. <laughs> who were the parents or the kids, Wendy's grandparents? Who? Oh. I know that I want to say those are some big names, but the grandmother I thought, but oh well, this isn't oh, about Hook. <laughs> oh, oh um, you mean the person that is the original Wendy, or uh, do you mean her parents? The, the was that Maggie plays, Smith? Yeah, Maggie Smith. Okay, I want to say Maggie Wendy. Smith, but I didn't want to be no, incorrect yeah. in front of the Englishman about <laughs> Maggie Smith. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, yeah, a rather good Maggie Smith. She's not in it that much. Yeah, but she. She's yeah. probably the right person for the role because yeah. yeah, she she can give you that much in that role. <laughs> we'll uh, steer this pirate ship back to oh, uh, yes. Good Morning Vietnam. Good morning. And uh, I don't know. I just briefly wanted to state that this is a Wednesday. Sunday was Veterans Day, yep. so I don't want to speak for my partner, but I think I can say that both of us uh, want to thank all veterans uh, I, I would in our respective say. countries, and even you know your adopted. Yeah. Homeland of America for their service for everything they do. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like I myself would not join the army mainly mm-hmm. because I I don't think I'm that sort of person. I I probably could never go to another country and start shooting a gun at someone. But for all those people that felt the calling, they had yeah. to go. Thank they God there out. are those people because they protect our asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they... So we can talk about movies and be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously you've got the world wars and stuff where that was. Yeah, uh, that that must. must that both was of my grandparents, or both of my grandfathers, served in that yeah. war. You know, uh, my father in Vietnam. And then you've got obviously Vietnam, as you said, yeah. and your dad was in that. In England, we've not. Uh, we, we didn't have our Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I think um, we've gone from World War Two to Iraq. I mean, we we had the <laughs> Falkland Islands. We had like little skirmishes. <laughs> obviously, no, when you you're didn't there, set off problem, to pit, but... you know to piss people off. Like yeah. We <laughs> well, no, you, you guys. Well, not, you yeah. guys just need wanna... freedom. Uh, yeah, that's right. I don't want to get into the politics here no, too yeah. much, but uh, yeah, we we joke, but we're not here to yeah. pass. Any Seriously, yeah, th- uh, thank you to the veterans. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, for yeah. people who are willing to go out and do that and yeah. risk their lives, like just yeah. thank you for being able to do that, for mm-hmm. getting up and doing it. I mean, yeah, saving my lazy ass. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, sincerely. So I think we should get to our ratings. All right. Uh, you, I will defer okay. to you, sir. Well, I I had a bit of trouble coming up with my rating, mainly because I had the nostalgia of 
a, a then and now rating. Yeah. yeah. We can get, do both. That's fine. All right. All right. Well, I would say as a then rating. Then. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I first saw it, uh, I first saw it when I was a bit too young to understand everything. As did I, And yeah. then I saw it several times growing up. So this is sort of an amalgamation of mm-hmm. as I grew up and understood more. My original rating would probably be something along the lines of sort of a minus. Yeah, I'm in trouble with this. I will say minus one point five wow. or minus two, wow. somewhere in that. I can't shift because obviously yeah. I I'm older now and haven't gone through it. Mm-hmm. Because I I love the characters. Um, back back then I would have said it was a bit too long for a story, but that was because uh, when I was younger, short attention. I, I, I had a little bit of a short attention span, and because of Ron Williams, I was expecting more comedy. Yeah, but that would have been the only thing that would put me back on that. Right now. I would actually say it's it's gone down a little bit from then j- because I was just thinking of not having trying not to have that nostalgia haze in yeah. there. I would go for a minus. I'm going to say three, a minus three, just because uh, as we've been saying, as uh, mm. as you've probably been listening to, uh, Ron Williams is fantastic. One of his better roles, if not his best role, mixing the comedy with mm. the seriousness. It's, because he's got brilliant roles doing Just Serious. He's got yeah. good roles the doing Oscar Just Serious. The Oscar-winning Goodwill Hunting, yeah. of course, yeah. But th- this is one of this is possibly his best balance film, yeah. where he's doing the comedy and he's got that serious edge to it as yeah. well. A couple of the characters, for me, kind of not so much fell flat, but felt underdeveloped. I mean, s- several of the radio staff that you see quite a lot, you don't really get to know. And they're just sort of there. Yeah, they aren't <laughs> fleshed out uh, too yeah. much. But, you know, once again, the running time of, I think, hour yeah. and, or and two hours and one minute or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Obviously, without credits, it's about just yeah. under two hours. Yeah. Um, but the characters that you do get to see, they do that really well. Yeah. And I, like, I think it's a, a good Vietnam film. It's not necessarily... If you were going to try and see like what was Vietnam like, not no, necessarily no, you wanna, the film you want to watch you. Platoon or yeah, or you want to watch yeah. Deer Hunter or yeah, things so like it, that. This is very much just it's set around Vietnam, yeah. uh, but still a very good film. I like, I did like the look of it. They almost sort of went grainy with mm-hmm. it a bit. I mean, it might have just been the the filming at the time. That's just what was available to it. But they they seem to do the like when you see the old Asian cinema films and you see this mm-hmm. and it's got that grainy quality to it. Yeah, that's kind of what they seem to be going for when they're out and about in Vietnam. And it's a bit more crisper when they're in the studio. So I, I like that. Yeah. But yeah, as, as a general recommendation, I would say <laughs> definitely see the film at least once. Like, yeah, good Ron Williams. It's, yeah, it's good just to hear the one-liners uh, in his broadcast. Hopefully we didn't ruin all of them for you. I no, think no, we there, left plenty. There's several, there's several in there. <laughs> yeah. oh, pretty much all of the radio broadcast with the exception of when they obviously had plot points to get through yeah. were ad-libbed by Robin Williams so. yeah. and, I mean <laughs> what, I mean, watch it for the soundtrack watch yeah. it for Williams' performance and, uh, and watch it so that you can see Forrest Whitaker yes. who as I was saying to Brian before uh, has now played people like the dictator in Last mm-hmm. King of Scotland watch him being this goofy klutz of a yeah. man called <laughs> Private First Class Edward Garlick. Who never did requisition and name change. No, but only uh, to have his middle name changed to trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, if I may offer my ratings sure, real quickly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just want to say back then, maybe first seeing it, I would say probably 
mostly because I didn't follow what was going on. Probably saw too much of a too young of an age. Right. Uh, a lot of the material probably too heavy for me. <laughs> didn't get a lot of the references. Yeah. Um, I probably still don't get all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but, me, me but too. I would probably say back then maybe like a minus five or something. Okay. And I would say now just watching it this Monday, uh, I would go with a minus three. I would right. think, and it still holds up. Fantastically funny, and yeah. it's just yeah. Overall recommendation. Yeah, right. you need to catch it at least once. Yeah. yeah. One thing I was going to say, it's just a stupid thing, really. Uh, the guy that played Brigadier General Taylor, I tried looking up his previous roles or just his entire role series, and I realized somewhat sadly that uh, I would best know him as Mister Binford from Home Improvement. Wow. Yeah. It's, All right. It's, it's, All one, right. it's one of those Good actors. Pull. Good pull. I, yeah. Right. One of those actors that I realized, wow, I've not seen much of his catalog. <laughs> or maybe doesn't have much of one. I don't know. Yeah, All right. sure. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to about do it for us. Is that true, sir? Uh, yeah, that should be about it. Um, Thanks for uh, sticking with us. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, um, as I just wanted to say the last time, well, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at at Blokebusters. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blokebusters. You can send us an email at blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com mainly because I somehow didn't put the S in there when I registered it. Ah, you bastard. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, and do send us anything. Like, you know, seriously, any yeah. feedback. Correct us. Or... Correct if I'm off a day on something, <laughs> I'm quoting something, whatever. If I missed an apostrophe in quoting something, you know, whatever. Just, yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear that stuff. We'd like to hear constructive criticism, good stuff, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or please die, whichever you prefer. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I've been Brian. <laughs> and I've been Paul, and I've also been pleasantly surprised that Brian could remember his name. Uh, you know, it's tricky. I have an identity crisis, <laughs> and I just, you know, thank God I have notes. All right. <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it for us. Yeah. That's... Later on, folks. All right.